was impatient with all of it, wearied by the drama of her parents' marriage. Nothing ever changed, and Jolene was the one who had to clean up every mess. She picked her way through the broken pieces of glass and knelt at her mother's side. Let me have that, she said tiredly, taking the burning cigarette, putting it out in the ashtray on the floor beside her. Mom looked up, sad-eyed, her cheeks streaked with tears. How will I live without him? As if in answer, the back door cracked open. Cold night air swept into the room, bringing with it the smell of rain and pine trees. He's back. Mom pushed Jolene aside and ran for the kitchen. I love you, baby. I'm sorry, Jolene heard her mother say. Jolene righted herself slowly and turned. Her parents were locked in one of those movie embraces, the kind reserved for lovers reuniting after a war. Her mother clung to him desperately, grabbing the plaid wool of his shirt. Her father swayed drunkenly, as if held up by her alone, but that was impossible. He was a huge man, tall and broad, with hands like turkey platters. Mom was as frail and white as an eggshell. It was from him that Jolene got her height. You can't leave me, her mother sobbed, slurring the words. Her father looked away. For a split second, Jolene saw the pain in his eyes. Pain, and worse, shame, and loss, and regret. I need a drink he said, in a voice roughened by years of smoking unfiltered cigarettes. He took her mother's hand, dragged her through the kitchen. Looking dazed but grinning foolishly, her mother stumbled along behind him, heedless of the fact that she was barefooted. It wasn't until he opened the back door that Jolene got it. No, she yelled, scrambling to her feet, running after them. Outside, the February night was cold and dark. Rain hammered the roof and ran in rivulets over the edges of the eaves. Her father's leased logging truck, the only thing he really cared about, sat like some huge black insect in the driveway. She ran out onto the wooden porch, tripping over a chainsaw, righting herself. Her mother paused at the car's open passenger door, looked at her. Rain plastered the hair across her hollow cheeks, made her mascara run. She lifted a hand, pale and shaking, and waved. Get out of the rain, Karen, her father yelled, and her mother complied instantly. In a second, both doors slammed shut. The car backed up, turned onto the road, and drove away. And Jolene was alone again. Four months, she thought dully, Only four more months, and she would graduate from high school and be able to leave home. Home. Whatever that meant. But what would she do? Where would she go? There was no money for college, and what money Jolene saved from work her parents invariably found and borrowed. She didn't even have enough for first month's rent. She didn't know how long she stood there, thinking, worrying, watching rain turn the driveway to mud. All she really knew 
was that at some point she became aware of an impossible, unearthly flash of color in the night. Red. The color of blood and fire and loss. When the police car pulled up into her yard, she wasn't surprised. What surprised her was how it felt, hearing that her parents were dead. What surprised her was how hard she cried. April 2005 On her 41st birthday, as on every other day, Jolene Zarkadis woke before the dawn. Careful not to disturb her sleeping husband, she climbed out of bed, dressed in her running clothes, pulled her long blonde hair into a ponytail, and went outside. It was a beautiful blue-skied spring day.